When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Cleaning Up the Mental Mess. I'm your host, Dr. Caroline Leaf, and I am excited to talk to you today about something that all of us need to learn to do, including me, which is asking for help when you need help. We live in a society today that just like, it's like, it just doesn't encourage us to ask for help. It's like you've got to be perfect and know everything and know how to cope with things. And, and asking for help is almost seen as a sign of weakness. Meanwhile, the opposite is the absolute truth. Asking for help is a sign of such incredible wisdom and such incredible strength. If we asked for help more, then more people would ask for help and then whoever you ask for help will be helping will be helping you and then you'll be helping others and it just pays itself forward. It creates this incredibly beautiful way of developing a deep meaningful relationship. So the Beatles really got it right. Help, I need somebody, help. Now, I would sing that, but I have the worst voice. So I'm not going to sing it, but you know what? You can go play the Beatles song while I'm doing this if you like. And listen to that before or after, or put it on while I'm talking. So it's help, somebody, I need help. So let's talk today about how to ask for help and why it is so difficult. But just before I begin, I just want to encourage you to subscribe to my podcast. If you haven't already subscribed, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and give me a five-star review. I would love that. If you want to help me to keep on doing these podcasts, leaving me a five-star review and subscribing really, really helps me. And I thank you so much. And share this with friends and family. Encourage them to subscribe and give me a five-star review and learn from this and talk about these things that, that, that I talk about in these podcasts. I'd really appreciate that. And follow me on social media, Dr. Caroline Leaf. I really try to give you practical things that I know help me and I know they're going to help you. And I know that they've helped patients of mine over 25 years and 38 years, nearly four decades of being in this field. I tell you, we all need as much help as we can. So boy, I'm, I'm all about asking for help and I'm all about giving help. And that's today's discussion. And just one more thing before we begin, this podcast is for educational purposes. And if you need help with anything medical, please contact the appropriate medical professional. Just a note before we begin today's episode, if you enjoy listening to my podcast and want to get access to exclusive ad-free bonus episodes, sign up today to become a Patreon member. Every month I will be releasing special bonus podcasts on topics you have requested, doing live Q&As and more. When you sign up today, you will get immediate access to two podcasts on topics I think are so important and pertinent, how to become less emotionally reactive, and how to capture and edit thoughts before they become harmful. You will also have access to exclusive digital downloads and become part of a special community. Sign up today at patreon.com forward slash Dr. Caroline Leaf. The link will also be in the show notes. So... I believe that one of the hardest things for people to do is to ask for help when they're struggling emotionally. It can also be really hard to even recognize that they need help and can't get through their struggle alone. 
It can feel sad, frustrating, and even weak to think that sometimes we just aren't strong enough or we just need some help or advice or guidance. It's just amazing how we feel like this. I have worked for 25 years plus as a therapist and 38 years, as I mentioned, in this field. And I want to tell you, and I am 58, and I have four kids, and my husband is 66. So between all of that, there's a lot of numbers there, and there's a lot of experience. And I'm telling you, it is really a common thing that people battle to ask for help. It's almost as though we have to learn to. And what's really sad is that there's this kind of thinking which is culturally, socially, religiously determined that that it's like a weakness to ask for help. That it's said, that, why can't I get you to struggle alone? Why am I needing help? Meanwhile, it's the most normal thing. We are designed for deep, meaningful connection. And deep, meaningful connection involves asking for help. Trying to do something alone can make you feel so frustrated because we get so consumed by the issue that we can't, we don't have perspective. And it can make us just go into a spiral of sadness and frustration and anger and depression. And then the inner critic just jumps up and you think, oh, I'm weak. Why can't I do this? And why am I doing this again? And why do I keep doing this? And that inner critic can destroy you. Sometimes we are the unkindest to ourselves. And I've done a podcast on the inner critic, so go listen to that. We just think, well, we're not strong enough. And, you know, that's, that's just not true. Uh, it's okay not to be. It's, it's not a bad thing if you don't feel strong enough in that moment. It doesn't mean that you're not a strong person. It's, we've got to start to stop defining ourselves according to, I've got to be like this, this, and this in order to be a success or in order to be normal. Don't beat yourself up if you get to this point where you're sad and frustrated and feeling like you just can't cope. Have compassion and grace on yourself. I tell you, this is something that I have spoken about for my entire career. And I think sometimes I'm shouting the loudest at myself. You have to have compassion and grace on yourself. You know, when I worked with my patients, they would come in with so much guilt, so much of the inner critic voice, so much of I'm useless, so broken. And, you know, I would spend the majority of the first few sessions on just teaching them how to have compassion and grace for themselves and helping them refine their identity. Because you can't fix anything in your life if you don't give yourself grace and compassion. And part of grace and compassion is giving yourself permission to ask for help. To try and and, and to see that asking for help is something that's incredibly hard, but that you'll be stronger when you can. You need to tell yourself things like, as, I, as I'm asking for help, I'm listening to my wise mind. Because we live in a messy, we have a messy mind and we have a wise mind. And our messy mind is totally normal because, you know, life is messy. So we kind of just experimenting through life. But messiness is supposed to work with wisdom to get the best out of messiness. So for messiness to become something that is actually creative and, 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 and growth-oriented, it needs to be basically connected to wisdom. And you are wisdom. Your inner core, your wisdom. So the messiness of life can very often block out our wisdom. And asking for help is a very, very quick way of tuning back into our wisdom. So the next time that you think, oh my goodness, there's something wrong with me. I need to ask for help. Or I can't ask for help. Or I just got to try and get through this on my own. Tell yourself that's not wisdom. That's messiness. That's not going to help you repair and grow and move through this. But saying, hey, maybe I need some help. Maybe I need to just talk to someone and get some perspective on this thing. It's just like, you know, this, I, don't, I don't know what I'm doing here. It doesn't mean I'm weak. It doesn't mean I'm crazy. It doesn't mean I'm useless. It just means I'm a human who is 
amazing. I can do something that no one else can do, but I happen to be in a situation where I'm battling and I need help. It's okay to ask for help. You know, those are the kinds of things that you need to say to yourself. I'm sure it will come as no surprise to you that to think well and manage your mental health, your brain needs proper nourishment. But many of us don't have the time to take multiple different products all day long for better brain and body health, more energy and optimized immune systems. This is why I love Athletic Greens. It has just what I need in one drink. Best of all, it doesn't taste like it's super healthy, honestly. Athletic Greens has a mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to each morning when I wake up. Even my husband, who can't stand things that taste too green, loves his Athletic Greens in the morning. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your brain, your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash leaf. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash leaf to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. The link and offer details will be in the show notes. You know, sometimes I used to tell, not sometimes, often I would tell my patients to put two chairs next to each other and they sit in both. Now, how do you sit in both? Well, you are your wise mind and you're sitting in one and you are your messy mind. And the wise mind is this beautiful, compassionate person who never judges and who just says no matter what you have done, they are there for you and guiding you through and have the answers. But we don't always listen enough to our wise mind. So a lot of the work that I teach and the concept of the neurocycle that I've developed is to teach you how to get them accept the messy mind and train the messy mind to work with the wise mind. My most recent book, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess, I really teach you this concept in depth. And the first half has got all the how, the what it is, the basic scientific foundation. And the second part is the how-to. So strongly recommend that. We'll put the link in the show notes. It's called Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess the same name as this podcast. And then I have an app called NeuroCycle, which is available on iTunes and Google Play. And that is me literally giving you therapy, helping you to get your mind under control, to get your wise mind talking to your messy mind so that you can manage these, this thing called life. So we need to learn mind management. So someone once told me about a type of experiential therapy that I thought was phenomenal. It changed their life. And I sat there and listening to this and thought, wow, just listening to this changed their life it changed my life too and they and I'd heard something similar but just the way they described it was so fantastic so I'm going to tell you about this so it changed their life and their whole view and perspective of learning how to recognize and ask for help in their own life with their own mental health challenges just in a side note here all of us battle with mental health challenges. It's so normal and so human to battle with depression and anxiety and frustration and irritation and overwhelm and, and, and bitterness and anger and guilt. None of those mean that you have brain damage. It means that you are responding to the issues of life. It means that there are signals that there's something going on and you need to ask for help and give yourself the permission to ask for help. And I tell you that, I explain that a lot in my book, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess, that I just mentioned in my NeuroCycle app. So let's, let me tell you about this activity. I, I just love this. In this activity, there were a group of people coming from all arenas and backgrounds. Some were really battling with alcohol. Others were battling with drugs. 
Some had suffered sexual trauma. Others had suffered from severe, extreme mental health problem because of its extreme adverse circumstances. And all of these people got to a place in their life where they were so broken by what they had gone through and were going through that it became hard to even participate in normal life. They were going to group therapy as a way of trying to just deal with life and cope with everything. One day in therapy, they did this activity. First, the therapist had everyone blindfolded and told them that they were going to enter a maze made from ropes and have to go through the maze blindfolded. The therapist also explained that everyone had to hold onto the ropes and never let go. The rope maze was set up prior to the beginning of the activity and was out of sight so the participants didn't know what to expect. Once their hands were on the rope, they were given instructions. And we'll put the link for this in the show notes. These were the instructions. You are in an enclosed rope maze. And the objective of this activity is to find your way out. There are a few rules, so please listen carefully. I'm reading directly from the link in the show notes. It's basically a team building activity to help, as I said, with helping people to ask for help. That's really what the objective was. Okay, so the next instruction was, you must keep one hand on the rope at all times. You may not go over the rope or under the rope. Remember, they're blindfolded. You must remain completely silent. If you come across a knot in the rope, please do not untie it. Remember, There is a way out. Please remain absolutely quiet, but raise your hand if you need help. So the way out of this rope maze that they were going to go through blindfolded was to raise your hand if you need help. Participants would slowly start searching for their way out, following the person in front of them going in circles again and again and again. Some people would think they found their way out only to realize they were still enclosed in the circle. After about five minutes, the therapists repeat, remember, there is a way out. Raise your hand if you think you found the exit or need help. In the last five minutes of the activity, the therapist played the Beatles song, help, I need somebody, help as a clue to what they can do to get out of the maze. There is no true end to the maze as long as the participants keep trying on their own. Now listen to that, this is phenomenal. There's no true end to the maze as long as the participants kept trying on their own. We can't do things alone. You're just going to go round and around and around in circles. You need help. The way out of the maze is if the participants raise their hand and ask for help. That is the only way out of the maze, raising their hand and indicating they needed help. Interestingly enough, the participants were so focused on the rules that they completely disregarded the final bit where the therapist mentions, raise your hand if you need help. If they raise their hands and ask the therapist for help, the therapist simply takes their hands off the ropes and helps them remove their blindfold so they can see They have just been following the same pattern of ropes and going again and again in the same circle, around and around and around. This is so powerful. Whether it's in a camp setting or a workplace or in the classroom, 
It's something that everyone can relate to. We think asking for help is a sign of weakness. We think that being self-reliant is what makes us successful, but it's not true. That's the messy mind talking. The wise mind is saying, raise your hand and ask for help. When you acknowledge that you can't do something alone, it shows both humility and strength. You are strong enough to admit you don't have all the answers. And that doesn't make you weak. It makes you a beautiful, strong human. It's not just about you. It's about you in the world. There is something you can do that no one else can do. This was said to me years ago in a conference when I was training teachers back in South Africa. I've done a lot of work in education. And I was actually training them about identity and self-value and how to find your identity and how to develop profiles to do this. And I was explaining the whole concept and the uniqueness of how we think and all that kind of thing. And one person, one teacher put up their hand and said, Dr. Leith, you don't know what you're talking about. There is a student in my class that is so stupid that there's no ways that they can cope. Well, I have a lot to say, as you probably already know if you follow me. And that was such a shock that I actually just like for a moment was dumbstruck. And before I could actually work out an answer, one of the teacher's colleagues stood up and said, Sir, that child in your class can do something that you can't do. And it's your responsibility to help them find that. And you know, that, that just changed me that day, that statement. And it's something I repeat this so often. There is something you can do that no one else can do. And therefore, you are so important, your piece of the puzzle. How does this relate to asking for help? Well, that skill that you bring to the table as your uniqueness means that you can help someone else. But it means that you don't have everything. It means that you only have a part of the puzzle. You are a part of the puzzle. So therefore, you need what other people can bring to the table to help you. Those loved ones in your life and the people that you form relationships with, etc., etc. We see in the brain that there are 200 plus specializations across the top of the cortex and across the brain. In a, and those are unique to each person. So you come with a set of skills and that set of skills it's, is not infinite. You can, you can do what you can do that no one else can do, but everyone's got that same thing. And my, what I can do can enhance you. What you can do can enhance me. So if I'm going to function well, I need your enhancement. And asking for help is a way of enhancing your functioning. When two waves go underneath each other, the waves lift up and the wave gets bigger. That's enhancement. When two waves hit each other, they cancel each other out. That's competition. That's not asking for help. That's not wisdom. We enhance each other by asking for help. But how do we ask for help? It seems so simple to say, all we just need to do is like put up your hand, let someone know we're struggling. But in reality, it isn't, sim- it isn't that simple. And it can actually be terrifying. We're afraid of the stigma. We feel ashamed. We feel guilty. We just feel weak. We're scared of rejection and we think we are able to handle it and we just like think we are supposed to handle it on our own from culture, societal pressure, religious pressure. I'm sure that many people felt that when they went through the maze. They've just got to get through this. They just they don't need to put up their hand. They can get through this. They can find their way out. But we need each other. We enhance each other. 
It's a new year and one of my resolutions for 2022 is to spend more time relaxing and making rest an intentional part of my schedule. One of my favorite ways is to relax and de-stress is to play Best Fiends, that's friends without the R, a mobile puzzle game that is free to download and super engaging. The game features tons of cute characters that can help you solve thousands of fun puzzles. The more you play, the more characters you collect and the more you win, the more challenges you face. I personally love puzzle games like Best Friends because they can trigger a double dose of dopamine in the brain, which is otherwise known as the brain's favorite feel-good juice, and they can be a great way to build the brain through learning, which increases our mental resilience. I think Quincy is adorable and definitely my favorite fiend. I'm currently on level 293 and getting closer, saving the land of minutia from all those bad slugs. I personally love to play during my mental health breaks while writing my new book. Download Best Fiends free today on the Apple Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. The link and offer detail will be in the show notes. Asking for help is one of the most critical aspects of whatever level of recovery you need. I think one of the biggest factors that also helps prevent people from asking for help is that they're socially isolated. You know, you can be with people, but you can be lonely, not connecting, not having that deep, meaningful connection. When people are socially isolated, they'll tend to feel more alone and think that they are the only ones having these certain feelings. But when you reach out for help, others, you then open the door for others to reach out to help, to you for help. And this is enhancement. This is an enhancement culture. This is what grows people. This is what moves us forward as a society when we enhance each other. Actually, asking for help is such a giant step. It takes so much bravery. When you're ready, there are a wealth of resources that are safe environments to open up. You could turn to a primary care doctor, in-person and online therapist, support groups, community mental health programs and clinics, employee assistance programs, student counseling centers and national helplines and so on. We are designed to enhance each other. One of my favorite quantum physicists talks about the fact that it's not about you, it's about you in the world. You bring something to the world that no one else can bring, like that teacher said to his colleague. There's something you can do that no one else can do. And when you ask for help, you open up to allowing that person to ask for help. And you are truly then being a wave that's undergirding another wave. Maybe you are initially, in this, as you reach out, you're the wave on top. But there will be a time when you are the wave underneath. But you've moved into that enhancement mentality and that is wisdom. There is something remarkable in, in the brain that is connected to the whole body, and it's a network called the default mode network. And research on this, and there's lots of research on this, you can just Google default mode network and you'll see, is that when we not consciously and deliberately interacting and doing something like talking or writing or whatever, if you're just sitting and thinking, the default mode network kicks into action. And it's a lot of activity brainwave activity and oxygen and blood flow going on and it's connecting to all the different systems of your body, your endocrine system and your cardiovascular system and so on. And so there's a lot of this internal rebuilding and reconfiguration that's happening. And that so the default mode network directs us to think that what it also does is that when we reach out to others and we ask for help or when we are ask when others ask us for help, the default mode network is activated. So the default mode network not only is what we becomes very active when we are kind of going quiet, daydreaming and that kind of thing. But it also directs us to think about other people's minds. So our default is to think about other people, their thoughts, their feelings, 
and goals, we are basically structured to help others and to ask for help, to help each other. So whenever your brain has a free moment, it's actually going to go into this automatic reflex of going social, which is phenomenal. So on that note, I want to thank you for joining me today. And I hope this has helped you. And I hope that you it will help you to reach out and ask for the help that you need in your life bravely and realize it's total wisdom, wisdom, total enhancement, and it's how you made, and it will improve how you as a human function in your mind, brain, and body, and you will touch other people's lives in an amazing way when you ask for help. Thank you for joining me today. I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf, and I hope this has really helped you, and I look forward to talking to you next time. I hope you found today's podcast interesting and helpful. If you want more tips and help with managing anxiety, depression, and mental health, be sure to visit my website at drleaf.com and to sign up for my weekly newsletter where I also include a schedule of my speaking events and so much more. And follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just look for Dr. Caroline Leaf. Also, I love seeing all your posts on social media about this podcast. I love seeing what resonates with you and what you've learned. So be sure to continue posting and tagging me and letting me know what you think and how these tips worked out for you. And don't forget, leave a review and keep spreading the word about this podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I really hope you learned something new and helpful. Till then, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf. This podcast represents the opinions of myself and my guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions or corrections of errors.